Lee's not here. Everardo's not here. I have the whole boiler room to myself. I'm making a mess. Silent Bob is naked. He is. He's he's a, he's naked. He keeps posing like life drawing class. He wants me to draw him. I think he's he's winking at me now. He's so quiet today. He's quieter than ever. He's in the best mood I've ever seen him. I think it's because he recently laid an egg and I, no one was around to consume it. So he's cradling his egg and he's naked as hell. <laughs> Silent Bob's here. His friend Jay is going to come over later. And he keeps writing furious notes saying he's going to look like the Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, but you can't compare him. <laughs> he hates that. <laughs> It's good. Everything's so good in the house. I've got it all decorated. I've got a Christmas tree up and then I've got its reverse. I've got a pit decorated and slime and I'm filling it with hot sulfuric water and I'm inviting the neighborhood kids over to bathe in it and leave their sins with me. Why? Because it's a special reverse Christmas episode. That's right, we're not talking to Santa this year. We don't give a shit about Santa. He abandoned us. He's at the North Pole. He's working hard indoctrinating his new reindeer, uh, Chris. I don't give a shit about that because I'm here in the home and I am so happy to welcome our guest today. He just arrived via uh, the toilet from Austria. He flushed himself up. I didn't invite him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Krampus. Pleasure to be here. Krampus, it's such a pleasure to have you. Your toilet needs much more work in terms of cleanliness and clogs. Yeah. It was narrow with grease. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm not used to having people arrive. Guests arrive via the toilet. Uh, so thank you so much for being here, Krampus. Uh, listen, tis the season. Tis. And I know that our listeners are dying to know what, while Santa's preparing the gifts and the elves are making the toys and the reindeer are getting all geared up and Chris is trying to prove what he has to bring to the table... What is a Krampus doing in Austria to get ready for the, the Christmas uh, time? While the fools in the North Pole are rewarding the children for the good behavior, uh-huh. the Krampus is in a fiery pit in Austria, tightening his chains, readying his fireballs, and preparing his hooves to whoop ass and dunk the children in his cruel wash basin. Wow, okay, yeah, so many, so many uh, images there. Yes. Uh, so you say you have chains and you have fireballs? Yes, yes, a bad child is dragged to hell, where he will roast on the fireball, and his only respite for the fire. Ah, sick. So you bring him to hell, but he, you help, you give him a fireball to bring to hell with him? Yes, yes. Just he- so the journey is hot and fearful. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. And if they're breathing too easy, we dunk their heads in the cold water of the wash basin, just until they cannot breathe. Oh, so it's kind of a spa. Like an extreme spa thing where you go hot tub, cold tub. It's more of a torture chamber for children who have misbehaved. Yeah, yeah, I got that part. But in a way, it's reminding me of a spa. Yes, your privileged life would make you make relate many things to a spa. That's true. I have had a pretty good life. Also, there is a good spa culture in Austria. Is there really? Indeed. I would believe that because I feel like a lot of spas are Nordic themed. Indeed, indeed. The Finns, they believe very, very proudly in the concept of Hygge. Which translates roughly to cozy. I'll take your word for it. I like that. It's true. It's spelled uh, H-Y-G-G-A, I believe. Higa. 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 Indeed. Higa. It's important. Wrap yourself up in a blanket. Have a cozy fire, hot beverage, cocoa, and such, and be very hookah. 
Hooker. 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 I'm not Finnish. I, I don't know. Who among us really is when you break it down? I've never met one person from Finland. I've met people from everywhere. You've not met but one, but one Finn? Never a Finn. I, I know Timu Solane. Yes. The hockey player. Yes, many hockey players are Finnish. But are they? What do you mean? Are there really that many Finnish? I feel like a couple crop up every generation. Oh, uh, Rasmus Ristolainen. Who the hell is that? Buffalo Sabres, a tall defenseman. He's tall? He's tall. Good offensive game. Corsi rating, very low. Very bad possession numbers. Corsi rating, yeah. I'm so far out of hockey. I've missed this hockey analytics push. It's been a big boon in the past few years. A lot of the modern minds are drifting away from the more bro-ish, unit tough guy culture and more into a skill-based game. You know a lot about hockey, Krampus. I'm a fan. You're a fan? Yes, yes. Austrian national team, you follow the Austrians in the NHL, or you just you like the pro game? Well, the Austrian national team rarely qualifies. Rarely qualifies, yeah, not you a guys, strong team. That You guys aren't good at it. No, we are very poor. Why is that? I think it's uh, half a mix of uh, just the game arriving late to Austria, uh, economic... Uh, it's a very expensive game to play. Have you seen a pair of short... But wait... Austria was the empire for a long time. For a long time, You yes. would think compared to some other European countries, like the Czechs. Are you oh, telling yes. me the Czechs had more money go toward, they, they could put towards hockey than, the v, than people in Vienna? The Czechs are, the Czechs are a notorious exception, you know, in terms of all right. per capita hockey players. The Finnish. Is Where's it? all that Finnish money coming from? Nokia? That's, that arrives on the scene pretty late. It says ice everywhere. Okay, yeah. You know, I'm... Austria's south, way south of that. Oh, four seasons. Four seasons. Four seasons. And you know, you have, to, you have to buy all the gear, rent the ice, maintain the ice. You, you know, Finn, you just go outside and it's like, hey, there's Kasperi and, 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 and Yarko and we play. Two tall defensemen, I bet. Oh, no, speedy, speedy fingers. Speedy wingers. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I really don't know anything about hockey. And it's so interesting because I know a bunch of names from my youth, but the more you're saying current names, oh, yes. the less I care. Well, Kasperi Kapanen. Actually, I do know that name. Well, he is a son of Sammy Kapanen. Who's he again? He played for the Flyers. One time he got hit very hard, ended his career. One time. Yes, it was a very devastating, dirty, yeah. dirty hit. A punishment, one might say. Well, you're in Canada. You're in the home of hockey, baby. Yes, it's very nice. I'm planning on catching a few games Leafs, while I'm here. Leafs games? Oh, sure. Or the Oilers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hot start to the season this year, I tell you. Okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore. They have a German star. Who's that? Leon Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl. Yes. I've heard of him. I've got friends in Edmonton, and they're all consistently so sad. One year he kicked his sister, and I dragged him to hell and dunked him in the basin. When he was a child, Leon Dreisaitl, you dragged him to hell in a basin? This is interesting, because what you're revealing to me is, once you get dragged to hell by camp Krampus, you don't necessarily stay in hell. No, it's more of a temporary punishment to let you overcome and repent for your indiscretion so that you may move forward and become a better child. So you're like a Dr. Phil boot camp kind of guy. In a manner of speaking, 
Yes, there's too much emphasis in this millennial uh, millennial culture. Oh, here we go. Of positive reinforcement as a means of learning. Yeah, you don't like participation trophies, eh? No, fuck the participation trophies. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, free speech is the most important right that anybody must have. Listen, I couldn't agree with you more, but yeah. I'll take up Andy's limp-wristed woke... Oh, oh for, side of the coin right oh, for now. Sure. I think we can both agree. The Me Too movement has gone way too far. No, no, I gotta, I gotta fight oh, you you're, 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 you're nodding at me, so. The, the podcast needs at least one moral compass, and I hate to submit myself to that. Oh, fine, fine, fine. You're sno- snowflake. Yeah, I'm a snowflake. Uh, because I, I, because I, you know what I love? Talk to me. I love those uh, mugs where... It, and like stickers and just posts online where middle-aged people who have been called a snowflake try to rehabilitate that word. They like try to take it back. I'm not familiar with what you're talking you about. I live, in, I live in hell most of the time. Okay. Uh, Austria? I'll say. Anyway. Uh, oh, <laughs> you got me. You got me. <laughs> you know those posts? Have you never seen those posts where it's like uh, it'll, it'll be like this really really so many fonts like a ton of fonts and it'll be like you call me a snowflake yeah well maybe that's because i'm unique and all of us are and if you push enough of us together that's a blizzard honey and then you're like oh god oh no and then you and then you look at the picture and you're like ah she's quite old ah so it's it's, (laughs) so clearly some 65-year-old woman was called a snowflake. 65-year-old anything. Or honestly, you know, yeah. young people too. That's worse. And I, it's, and then you're, I guess you're supposed... What they're imagining is that someone, an 8chan teen, is going to read that and be like, you know what? They are you got me. They are blizzards. That's powerful. It's yeah. going hurt me when I'm driving. I better find a new insult because clearly this one's not sticking. Yes. Yeah. So you hate the millennials. Listen, here's a bunch of millennials at a, yeah. at a, uh, at a wedding. And I'd like to raise a toast to the groom. Guess what they're raising? Av- avocados. Avocados. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they are. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. It's like, it's like, and it's, guess what they're not raising? Uh, a family inside their own home because they can't afford it. That's right. That's right. Because they spent it all on avocados. Nine dollars ish. Ten. Four point five euros. Eleven. Yeah, it's like instead of eating your avocado toast, like eat uh, my ass. Eat, eat my fucking eat my fucking ass. Eat it all like, the way to a house. Yeah, maybe you would benefit benefit from like instead of getting big toy, like maybe at like four five years old, we drag you down to hell for a spell. You know, attach you to a, like an upside down cross, and I lash you with my tongue. And not, and I don't mean verbally. I mean I use my tongue as a vip and, and put lash marks on your body. You are reminding me of recently. I used my VPN to hack Australian or uh, Austrian Netflix. Sick. And mm. I saw a show called Hell for a Spell. Yeah. Is that you? Is that your show? Look, I may have had a, a rough road behind the scenes as an EP, but uh, mostly in a consulting. For, for, uh, for, you know. Uh, for, but is that the nature of the show? Is people get dragged to hell for a little bit and then they get lashed and see what happens to them? Yeah, it's you know people with uh, bad behaviors, you know, addictions, things that are pet peeves to others. You pop them down to hell. You give them a quick torture, nothing like crazy, and then they come back up and we see if they rehabilitate or not. Okay. Yeah. So what would be an example of like something that is like a pet peeve to others that they're going to get a quick torture for? Oh, you know, anything, you know, clipping toenails on subway, you oh. know, chewing this mouse open, you oh, know. That's, okay. That's a heavy deceleration there. You know, or something more basic and emotional, you know, uh, uh, you know, using, using your partner as emotional labor when you should, 
you know, find other ways to process your negative emotions. May I say something? You may. That sounds like a millennial point of view. Don't confuse the best parts of millennial culture as as oh. as, as their creation. Wait. Okay. Wait. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Okay. So you, there are good parts. There was therapy before the millennials claimed it as their own. You understand? But this idea of emotional labor and that one partner shouldn't be responsible, that feels like relatively new oh. in those terms. Used in those terms. But yeah. just because the terms have changed doesn't mean the idea wasn't there before. Ever heard of Sigmund Freud? Yeah, I've heard of him. Austrian the, man. Austrian man. God in my country. Sure. And 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 you better believe when he was young, I fucked him up bad. You 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 put him in the torture chamber. Oh eh? yeah, he was a weird little baby, weird weird little As a baby. Baby, you tortured him. Oh, big time, big time. Dragged him down, did all kinds of weird stuff to him, and frankly, he's better for it. Became one of the great minds of the modern era. Yeah, but I feel like he was pretty tortured in the mind for all, his whole life. Yes, yeah. me. You know, it takes it takes pressure to make a diamond. Okay, that's hard love Austrian style. We're going to take a break for a second to cut to a little message from our sponsors. Hey, are you... Is uh, Did you mean to come to Domino's? You're here. Um, well, I was just kind of hungry, so I just walked in. <laughs> well, it's great to have you. And we've got all kinds of new... Um, pizza deals, and we've got new sizes. If you thought extra large was as big as they got, strap in because we've uh, it's gotten so much bigger. This one's big as a house, and that's why here at Domino's, the big as a house deal promises you enough more pizza. How big is your house? Um, I don't know, 1,200 square feet? Whoa, that's, too, that's way too big. What kind of a house were you expecting? <laughs> I mean, that's for a house that's actually quite small. Let me just... That's a, let me make a call. That's a semi-detached bungalow. Call. I mean, I gotta I, make I, a call. Hey, Dave. Yeah, someone came in, and he's uh, he's he wants our biggest house deal. Uh, what's that? Yeah, twelve hundred square feet. Shouldn't be offering that. I mean, yeah, that's what I said. It's too big. Are you gonna give it to me or? One second, sir. Um, I don't know what to do, Dave. I sort of made a promise here. I don't know. I don't know if he expect. Okay, I'll try. Um, sir. Yeah. What about uh, just like a, two extra larges? Listen, asshole. I got a family to feed, and frankly, they're all expecting twelve hundred square feet to just carpet my hey, floor and pizza. No, no, you didn't know about the deal when you came in. There's no way your family expects it. While you were on the phone with your boss, <laughs> guess what I was doing? I don't know. I was texting my wife, who no. relayed that message to my family. But you knew when I was going on the phone with my boss, I, I was already worried about being able to pull off this deal. I will burn this place to the ground. Wait, no, please, sir, put that down. Put down the torch. You brought that in. You knew all, you have prepared for this. I was way. ready to be upset by you. This isn't the first time I've been slighted by your company. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, let's make this a good one, folks. This is going to be the last pizza Domino's ever makes. And we're back. We are back. <laughs> we're back and uh sorry we're laughing about something else but um yeah sponsored is always by Domino's. 
Uh, get the pizzas while you can because they will not be around long. Their new big as a house deal, crippling them as we speak. What a bizarre campaign. Okay. All right. Oh my God. Uh, well, here we are. We're back. I'm back with Krampus. Now, Krampus. Yes. You've been you've been greasing up my toilet, really scrubbing the bowl. Yeah. Indeed. And that's because you've told me you want to take me on a trip. Yes, I'd like to trap. I would like to take you down down to hell in the fastest ways. You know, via the toilet. Hey, Silent Bob, do you want to? Is it okay if Silent Bob comes to hell with us? Well, by all means, bring him along. Yes. Silent Bob, you want to come to hell? Oh, he's so happy. He's panting. Oh, oh I'm gonna give him a little treat. You want to give him a treat? Oh boy, what is it? A jerky strip? Okay, well you can take your selection here from the big Tupperware. Lots of options. Ooh. This is very well. I'll take this, uh, this previously peeled clementine. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice one for Silent Bob. Some citrus. And it seems as though he could benefit from some vitamin C. Oh, he doesn't like that one. He's shaking his head. Oh. He's shaking his head. No. Oh, you will take it, Silent Bob. Oh, you, you will take it. I will drag you to Hades. Oh, wow. He flipped him around and shoved a clementine up his ass. Okay, well, that's not how I wanted you to. Oh, but Silent Bob liked it. Mm. He's wagging his tail. Yes. Oh, when did you get a tail? It's very good. You will absorb it how I choose. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Okay, Silent Bob, I'm going to put your leash on so that, and then I'm just going to take some plastic bags in case you go poo-poo inside in hell. And um, although, who knows? I bet you don't have to clean that up down there. No, you, you let it sit. <laughs> let it sit. And away we go! Oh, ah. Okay, and now where's the gateway to hell? Uh, this is just coming up here on your left. Oh, it's got a, it's marked. It's, yes, it's yes, got yes. a lot of signage. Yes, it's marked with a with a classic six six six. It says hell, and then there's another door across that says heaven. Is this how you get to heaven too? Through you flush yourself to heaven? Okay, full disclosure, I made the heaven door as a prank. <laughs> oh, it also goes to hell. <laughs> it just sort of hangs the left, and then it's also on the road to wow. hell. So I've had a couple of vagrants pop in there, and then I just run wild with them. <laughs> wow. Well, that's punishment for the people who truly deserve it. Yeah, there's, there's no easy way to heaven. There's no easy way. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. here we go. Let's crank this door open. Ah, that's good. Wow, that smells like hell. Oh, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Acrid plop smell. Acrid plop. You ready to go, Silent Bob? Oh, oh, he's got something. Oh, he's got a bone. He's got a skull. He's got a human skull. Okay, drop that. Leave that here. Leave that here. Leave that here. No. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, this is my, my love seat. Oh, just a nice love seat. You got to have somewhere to sit. Oh yeah, you got a TV across. So is this like kind of where you chill out while there's while the torture's going on? This is where I chill. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple minions who I supervise sometimes, and I got a high volume. These are in late November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of minions, yeah, I love minions. Do you like those movies? I love them. They're pretty good. I, I've, I've got um every Christmas card I get is minions themed. I send them out. It's like Minion Santa Claus. That's so great. Minion Elves. You know, I went into the first Despicable film, not knowing it was Corel. Oh, Corel. Not knowing Corel was his lead. Yeah. And then I saw it as the end credits, and I was like, Corel? Corel did What? That. He does it all. It's the guy's an amphibian. What? A, he's, he's a shapeshifter. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't put my, my finger on it the whole time. A chameleon, I feel like you mean. That's, yeah, I thought who? I thought, no, I meant shapeshifter. Uh, an amphibian. 
a shapeshifter. Okay. He's doing like Oscar films now. I know. Yeah. It's something we can all agree on is that it's super fun that Steve Carell has just fully devoted himself to serious roles. I think for all delighted that he abandoned his greatest strength, which is comedy, in favor of a you know films about drug addiction with Timothy Chalamet. I think more people should do that. I think more people should take the thing at which they're one of the best in the world and then shelve it and go do something where they're middle of the pack. Yeah. I mean, who needs another film about a perfectly played high-status buffoon? Not me. me. I don't enjoy laughter. Yeah. I live in hell. I want to see the Marwin movie. Yeah, the one about action figures of fucking something. Like, yeah, I want to see a guy who's uh, repressed all of his pain and it can only come out through toys, I guess. That's, uh, that's a uh, relatable... Uh, oh, boy. Do you think people can tell, detect our sarcasm? I, I don't know. Sarcasm detectors going off the chains here. <laughs> Top five recent dramatic Steve Carell roles. I'll go first. Okay. I like uh, Sammy's Home, about a, a Gulf War veteran with PTSD who comes home and has a trouble reintegrating into society, but finds... Uh, happiness through uh, his grandfather's old puppets and he finds them in the attic of his grandfather's house which um, everyone wants him to sell that house and move into uh, home but the puppets help him reintegrate and he actually becomes a big part of the community and then uh, when they finally do force him into the home, he becomes the life of the home and he finds new purpose entertaining other guys with PTSD. Just and there's the a, a love story, but it can't go on because he's impotent. But he does find a sort of platonic love story. And critics were right to call it Forrest Gump, but with Steve Carell. And we don't like it as much. And it, we don't laugh ever. And But it's nice. And the ending's up. That's nice. And that it sounds very nice. And I smell Oscar. The Oscar skunk has spritzed us all. Oh, he's stinky. He's stinky, that one. What's yeah. your uh, top uh, top five Carell? Oh, me. I like, I'm a big fan of uh, Jamie's Coming Back. Yo, I love Jamie's oh, Coming yeah. Back. Yo, Jamie's Coming Back, of course. Highly successful lawyer in downtown Manhattan. Yeah. Loses touch with who he really is. Yeah. You know, forgets about his passions. Becomes an alcoholic. Is forced to go back to his hometown in Idaho. Yeah. He reconnects with his mother and realizes that their lack of a relationship is what led him to be this heartless lawyer in the first place. Oh, yeah. He gets sober. He reconnects with the community. Yeah. And, and, and in, in turn... Men's a relationship with his mother that he never had. And then he sets up a law practice in the small town and uh, helps uh, a group of disenfranchised farmers with their corn crops from fight Monsanto. Yeah. I, I love that they take on Monsanto. And I love that that gets introduced pretty late in the movie. Yeah. You know, critics are calling it uh, the film that nobody asked for, but we all need right at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's mostly because it's a Monsanto thing. Don't pour salt on this one just yet because the Oscar slug thinks we might be smelling Oscar slime <laughs> on Jamie's coming back. That's good. You know what I love? Yeah. Top five Carell, the man who would be king. Oh, it's a man who would be king. A recently oh. paralyzed human rights lawyer. Oh, yeah. Loses hope in the hospital. Oh, But yeah. finds it in, the, in a... Uh, in a Paralympic marathon event, he teaches himself to run on new legs. Yes. Um, it doesn't seem like he's going to make it. Yeah. He ultimately does not qualify for the marathon because mm-hmm. uh, his time isn't good enough. No. 
but uh, but he but he did it. But he did it. Yes, that's what it's about to triumph as a human spirit. Yeah, face of and about seventy-five, eighty percent of the way into the film, you're thinking, "What does the title "The Man Who Would Be King" have to do with anything?" But then he reads a poem, yes. and it's a poem by uh, by. Uh, William, William Butler, Butler Yeats. Yes. And it says, uh, poet. the man who would be king lost it all, but gained that and more through, uh, and through it. The he did it eventually. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a through rare, eventually. It's a rare poem that ends with uh, an ellipsis. It's, yeah. Yeah. I think, I feel like I read an interview with William Butler Yeats like a couple years after that one came out. An it's interview? Like, yeah. And like it was in a, like in an early like poetry magazine. Oh, so you were rifling around the archives. Yeah, the archives. Yeah. And he was sort of like, I didn't nail that poem. Yeah. I was, if anyone uses this for a movie, he uses the word movie. Don't, like, don't, I mean, don't use that poem. Be that as it may, that Corel film is getting a lot of Oscar buzz. The Oscar uh, fever is spreading through that film's uh, community. And the the Oscar fever patient yeah. is coughing near you, and what its cough is communicating into your pores Oscar is Oscar Gold. Oscar Gold. Gold. Yes. Oscar Gold. I am obsessed with this new Corel film that's coming out uh, called uh, The Backbreaker. I love this one. Corel uh, takes on the persona of this famously mean horse trainer whose entire yeah. goal is to win these triple crowns, but in doing so, just murders horse after horse after horse until the EPA gets on his ass. Yeah. And guess what? what? In this one, he doesn't change. He just bangs out more horses, finds new ways to dispose of bodies, the, 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 you know, the, the, and everybody's after him. So it's a man of his uncompromising beliefs and the morals are questionable. Yeah, and then, the, but then the heart of the the film is that his young jockey, yes, who's uh, riding for him and has ridden for him, starts to gain a moral conscience, even though he's been, you know, he's been, this is his dream, and he has to decide: is he going to compromise his dream of jockeying for the most famous horse owner, the richest in the world, or is he going to go to the EPA? Mm-hmm. My, my only issue with this film was the casting of the jockey as Henry Cavill, who is a towering man. Yeah, they made patently unrealistic as a jockey, or they, typically small people. And it was interesting that they didn't do anything to shrink him. Nothing. They, no CGI. They just had a big guy. Just a big, big guy. On a horse. It's like you look at the Cavalons at horse, it's like who's riding who, you know? I mean <laughs> You know what I mean, though? It's Not like exactly. It looks like Cavill is like he's he's propelling it almost. His legs dangle so long. He's he's holding the horse in his between his legs and he's doing the running. Yeah, almost, almost like that. Yeah, like he's flying with a horse between his legs. Okay. Yeah, that cavalry, big strong guy. I get ultimately what you're saying, which is that he's big. Well, he's a good, big, big size. No need to split hairs. <laughs> it is also weird that all the other jockeys are jockeys. They didn't try to create any sort of new sense of how horse tr- running works. No, not at all. Anyway, uh, and then the f- oh yeah, and I gotta say, mm-hmm. I, I know that that film hasn't even officially come out yet, yes. but um, the uh, the Oscar uh, salmon, oh yeah, is swimming upstream. Is swimming this upstream, time. and where it's getting to is the spawning bay known as Oscar, Oscar Gold. Gold Bay. Oscar Gold Bay. Yeah. Oh yeah. One more corral. Oh, mm. and we saved the best for last. Oh my goodness. Yes. 
Little Tommy Tucker. Little Tommy Tucker. What a film. So strong. Right off the jumps, this one had me clenching my fingers and drying my tears. He's he's back from the second Gulf War. The second Gulf War. The and ones that, frankly, was a slam dunk for the Americans in terms yeah. of uh, casualties, but nonetheless, war is traumatic, which is really the underlying message. It doesn't matter. Can't speak. Can't see. Can't hear. No arms. Yeah. No just, legs. Just a just a torso. Sort of a potato. Yeah, and that's what the bullies call him in this film. Yeah. This a potato man. And yeah. He cries and he cries, even though he can't hear. He knows. It's the so, uh, that the he... Oscar, and so Oscar, that one might get an Oscar too. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to another message from another sponsor here. Feeling alone these holidays? Yeah. How would you like a new friend? Oh, I'd love it, man. Log into ChrisPrend.jang, and you'll find yourself a number one friend. Okay, sorry, dude. Spell the URL for me. Someone to keep you having fun. Someone you can connect with. Crispfriend.jang? Our unique algorithm will match you with somebody who you vibe with on an emotional level, but also share a handful of hobbies with. Mostly just the jang part. Is that J-A-N-G? Like cooking? Let's check out the interface. Here we've got Matilda meeting up with Rick. Saying website not found. Rick has a... Rick has a pasta maker. And Matilda, well, she's into making bread. I googled dot Chang and it says it's not a usable uh, URL type. It it asks if I mean dot JPEG or dot com. Is it was one of those, right? I'd see these two friends are gonna have a pretty good time. Wouldn't you say, Doe? <laughs> Crisp friend dot Chang. Get out of the loneliness. Find yourself in a fresh new environment. All it takes is one click. I want to do it. Very bad, sir. If you could just slow down one second. I don't know how to reach this uh, website. Here's some testimonials from satisfied members. It changed my life in a manner that I can't even express. Thank you, Chris Drank. Okay, I think... All right, you said jank. I'm going to try that. Before Chris Jank. I was on the brink of suicide, but now I host a dinner party every Thursday. Dot Jank isn't coming through either. Is it J-A-N-K? I would be devastated were it not for this wonderful website, Chris Friend or Jank. You're... It gets harder to understand as it goes. With over 10 million satisfied users, don't be left in the cold, and don't be alone any longer. Chris Friend Jank. I'm I'm a widower. I would love to have love in my life. I feel like I have a lot to give. And honestly, your website sounds ideal. It's just the the spelling of the URL. If there's a way to break that down. And it won't break the bank either. At a nominal subscription free of $2.99, not to mention a 10% referral discount, anybody can afford it. Why wouldn't you want me to know this part? This is the part I would think you'd want me to know. I'm a customer. I will pay. Don't get upset. Get friends. Crisp friend. (laughs) All right. Crisp friend dot jank. Oh, it worked. 
crispfriend.jank. Crispfriend. Okay, it works. Thank you, crispfriend.jank. It works. And we're back. Wow, as always, these episodes are brought to you by Domino's Pizza and crispfriend.jank. All right, well, I think we've had enough fun in hell. Do you want to flush our way back up to the surface? Sure thing. Wow. Bye-bye. Don't forget to clean the toilet. Okay, Krampus. Thank you so much for the Christmas uh, treat. Thank you for showing me how torture works. Happy holidays. And to you. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Once upon a time, there were dragons, fairies, wishes, and farmers. These aren't your happy endings for your overachievers, or your precious babes with bright futures. This is Fairy Tales for Unwanted Children, an excellent, unsettling podcast, says Tampa Dad 66. As calming as it is eerie, Becca James of avclub.com. Wow, that was pretty good. You, about 15 minutes from now. Fairy Tales for Unwanted Children. Unwantedchildren.ca